Hello and welcome to the Preston Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Goodwin, and today we look at the Premier League during these unprecedented times with the Premier League season being put on hold for the time being. We will look at the last decade of the Premier League, whilst our pundits will be picking their team of the decade. I'm honoured to be joined once again by Hospital Radio's very own Robbie Savage and uh, Mr Stato, Josh Jawson, whilst we will also hear the opinions of the head of fantasy matchday media, Johnny Latimer. So, boys... um, like I've just mentioned, we will be looking at the last decade and we're going to be picking our um, team of the decade. We've all decided, all three of us have decided to go with the 4-3-3 formation. Um, so, shall we get start started, boys? Yeah, go on. Okay. Go on, man. Right. Josh, I'm going to come to you first for your goalkeeper. Well, I've gone with David De Gea in goal. For me, he's the obvious choice. He's been the best goalkeeper by far this decade. And I find anyone who disagrees with me, I ask why. And I know, Jack, you've disagreed with me. I do, I do disagree with you. Um, I, I mean, David De Gea undoubtedly has been one of the top goalkeepers of the past decade. Um, he's a great choice. I don't really dispute you picking De Gea. I, I've just gone for a different option. I just think Petr Cech... Um, even though he had been playing since 2004, he played all the way through till 2018. So he's had eight years between 2010 uh, to 18, playing for two London clubs, for Chelsea and Arsenal. Um, especially in those first three years with Chelsea, he was outstanding, as he always was. Um, a, a fantastic presence in the uh, Stamford Bridge goals. And then I think he moved to Arsenal and showed his leadership and his qualities there as well. Um, I know we made the odd mistake, but again, like I say with goalkeepers all the time, which keepers don't make mistakes? Um, so, yeah, for me, I've gone with Petr Cech. I know uh, you may disagree. Johnny, uh, who have you gone for? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with Josh, I'm afraid. I've gone for David De Gea as well. I just think he's uh, been unreal for his, throughout his stint at Man United. Yeah, his past few seasons haven't been great, but if you look at it as a whole, I think he's just been um, above the rest since I, I know Petr Cech as well, like you say. But I think I think his decade was the decade before rather than this one. That's spot on. Is it was the decade before Czech when he had all his records, the clean sheet records, and everything. I mean, De Gea this decade. He's been fantastic. I mean, it's, it's he's been outstanding. Um, he's been here, I think, nine seasons, and he's made. So many saves for Man United, especially it's just it's, it's about 848 saves or something ridiculous, especially with um, who he replaced at United as well in uh, Van der Sar. You know, it's big, big boots to fill, it is very big boots. Um, and I'll give you that De Gea stat there, uh, Petr Cech, uh, 1005 saves it is. Um, which is very impressive. You consider that defence he had in front of him as well. And I think the top one, who was top, Ben Foster? Yeah, he said someone All I think the... could go down as an honourable mention. Um, maybe not se- seriously considered, but I think Ben Foster has been um, continuously a very consistent goalkeeper for the past 10 years. Yeah, there's Joe Hart and Jasko Leinen as well, the other two in amongst the saves. 
But um, Joe Hart was the minimum on 13 seasons, and the rest of them were all 16, 17 seasons. And for De Gea to be up amongst those with that, that amount of saves, and he's only been in the league nine seasons. So I suppose that's more... That's quite a lot of seasons. Nine, well, it's nine seasons, but the rest of them are on 15, 16 seasons. Yeah. He has he's been, mo- chased- been the most consistent as well, really. Hasn't he? Yes, I mean, yeah. Well, Apart we, from we the past that. few years. Yeah, if you take the past few years, but Man United yeah, as a whole hasn't been great for the past few years, so... We can come back to check in that retrospect, Jack. Yeah. He won, but Matt Busby Player of the Year three of three years in a row. Yeah, no, I... I yeah, Josh, like you say, I'm not disputing... Man United Players Player of the Year 2013-14, Yeah, I'm not... It was in the FIFA Pro World Eleven in 2018... I mean, if Czech was the best goalkeeper throughout the goal decade, Chelsea wouldn't let him go, would they? Exactly. He replaced Courtois. Who wasn't Courtois as replaced him. Courtois replaced him, Jack, and he won that league as, as soon as he, re- he won the league as soon as he replaced him. But he was not as. Does good. that not say something? He, he wasn't as good as Czech. Let that's. Let's... Why did they let him go then, and why did they win the league as because soon as they let him Chelsea, go? Chelsea Chelsea had a drive. Uh, especially in that year when they won the title, um, to get rid of, let's say, older players. That's when they started only offering one-year contracts to their 30-year-olds, which is still in play now, which is the reason you're seeing a lot of 30-year-olds only getting offered one-year contracts. John Terry was getting phased out at the same time. It was just seen as a new era. They were trying to usher in a new era. And they saw Couture was the best goalkeeper in the world then. So they saw it as an improvement, which it it probably was. But then Couture didn't live up to the billing, um, to what is uh, uh, compared to what Czech. I wouldn't quite go that. No, I thought Couture was fairly solid. Though. Chelsea, yeah. he, was he was solid, but he was solid. Standing for Chelsea. I mean, that's for why me, he signed he for Real Madrid, wasn't it? Yeah, he was always up for day. He was one of the yeah. best keepers in the league. In Again, he and was... he's now playing for Real Madrid. He have a rough spot. He had a rough patch when he started out, but now he's top player for them. Again, he was solid, but if I give the question to you, who has been Chelsea's best Premier League goalkeeper, I'm pretty sure 80% of people would say Petr Cech. I hope, I'd hope 100% of people said Petr yeah. Cech, to be quite But that's not <laughs> what we're actually arguing, Jack. We're saying in 2015, who was the best goalkeeper at Chelsea Football Club? The answer was Thibaut Courtois. I think it's debatable. I think Courtois came I really don't think... and the stellar performances at Atletico, but I think when Czech went to Arsenal, he did well. Um, I mean, I've got, I've, I always remember back to, I think it was the 15-16 season where Arsenal played Liverpool and it was a nil-nil draw and Petr Cech was outstanding that day. Um, and I think he was about 35-36 at that point. It was unbelievable. Um, he won man of the match. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, Josh, Johnny, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with De Gea at all. I think, I think if you've got two goalkeepers of this decade, it's either Cech or De Gea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I just think De Gea stands out above him. I mean, I didn't even think of Petr Cech, to be quite honest, which I don't know whether that's me showing my Man United bias. 
I don't, Johnny, did you take Jack into consideration or did you jump straight to De Gea? Um, the first player I thought of, thought of was De Gea, but I didn't I didn't ignore Petr Cech because I don't you, you can you can never ignore him, can you? No, we didn't even come into consideration but, for me. It, like you say, it was a previous decade. But like, if you'd um, asked me right on the spot here, Johnny, who who's the best goalkeeper? Then it'd have slipped off my tongue, David De Gea. Mm. Yeah, not disputing the Petr Cech in 2012, like you mentioned, Jack, when he won the uh, Champions League, got voted man of the match. We're not disputing that achievement. I mean, you can't name a bigger achievement in football. You I mean, can't judge a one match on the whole decade, Cup, but you can't exactly. You can't judge one match on a whole decade. Right, so we've gone uh, two with David De Gea and one with Petr Cech. So as a team, we've gone with David De Gea as our goalkeeper. So moving on to our right backs, Johnny. I'm going to come to you first. Which right back have you chosen? Right, so I know I know Josh is going to absolutely hate this, and I don't know how you're going to take. But I've gone with. Alexander Arnold, and I know he's only been on the scene Ooh. for the past two years. Ooh. Yeah, I know he's only been on the Ooh. scene for the past two years, but he's completely revolutionised that right back position, in my opinion. I think that's not what we're, we're not talking about revolutionising the right back role. Well, are we? We're talking about Premier League team of the decade. Yeah, and I, I'm not, in I the decade, Johnny... I think that stands out. I think if you revolutionise something in a decade, yeah. then you've got to clap, you've got to applaud that. I think if you have one player that may, even if he's just had two or three years or even one year, but he's made an outstanding contribution, has, yeah, revolutionised, furthered the uh, uh, position or the impact, uh, had such impact, then I think Johnny's got every right to pick him. Um, So, Josh, obviously you disagree. Uh, Which right back have you gone with? I can see, to be honest, why Johnny's gone with Alexander Arnold to be honest because we haven't had a series of outstanding right backs in my opinion um, I've gone with Pablo Zabaleta <laughs> uh, it was so, <laughs> I was stuck with Ivanovic Zabaleta but it was sort of a position filler so I went with Zabaleta position filler <laughs> and, and that's why you should have gone with uh, Trent but no, I've gone with Zabaleta. So how come you've gone with Zabaleta, Josh? Interesting one because he he was he's been part of Manchester he, City's most he, he historic was time with the club. He was he was a leader in amongst that Manchester City side. He was there for a while. He was there when they won. Um, he was there. How many league titles did he get? Man City was he there with two or th- one or two? I'm two. not sure. Of the they got one with Pellegrini and Mancini, didn't they? I think he got. I think he got more than that. I think he's got three, three actually. Did he get one with Guardiola as well? Yeah, I think mm. he was there. It, the first he wasn't season, playing though, was he? No, no. Cause he moved to West Ham, didn't he? Um, right, Josh. I've gone with. Who did, who did you go with? I've gone with a slightly different option because he's he wasn't bought by uh, this team as a right back. He was actually bought as a right midfielder, but. I've gone with Antonio Valencia of Manchester United. Okay. Um, I mean, he was a player that sort of got ushered out towards the end of his United career. But I think in his peak years, he was always an underrated player. Um, he was. He, I love the way he ran with the ball. He had a lot of energy. Um, I think 
I think it was 2011-12 season. Josh, you might know more, but I think he got 13 assists and four goals in that season, coming from a, a sort of right-back, right-wing-back sort of role. Um, he, he, he's just developed year on year. I think the way he led Man United, I was really impressed with. Um, but again, like Josh said, I don't think there's been... And I think the same could be said for left back when we get onto that. There's not been an outstanding right back in the last ten years. Um, so we've all gone with different options. Um, I do think you make a very good point with Valencia because he didn't even cross my mind because as United fan, I always think of him as a winger. Yeah. But when you put that into perspective, I think that's a very good shout. Yeah, I, have, uh, I agree. I think it's a good option to be honest. Yeah. So if we're having to go with one of them. Um, is there any one we could go on? I mean, if I was put, uh, had to decide between Trent and Zabaleta, I think I would go for Zabaleta. I'm going. I'll, yeah, I'm happy to go for Valencia. Johnny, deciding vote. Zabaleta or Valencia? Because neither is a picking Arnold. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I think I'd go for Valencia if I had to choose. So, Man United filling two of the top spots, even though it hasn't been the most impressive <laughs> decade from them. Um, <laughs> right, let's move on to left-back. I'll start this time. Um, so, I, again, like the right-back role. I don't think there's been an outstanding um, full-back. Um, so, I struggled to think of one. I mean, there's Cesar Aspilicueta that I considered. But in the end, I went for the man that had won two Premier League trophies in his time at Manchester City and was a very good left-back at Arsenal too. So, I went for Gail Clichy. Um, okay. Really? I would not that have really surprised that. me, that. Yeah. I, I think he was a really underrated player. He, he never... He was, he's, one, he's one of those that never was a 9 out of 10. Of he was just a solid, solid player. But I don't think... I considered him, Aspilicueta, Marcus Alonso, Lucas Dinier, Robertson, um, d- uh, there's a few, uh, Danny Rose. I don't there's think a lot of them are outstanding. Well, I've gone with Aspilicueta. Yes, same, Josh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's filled the position then, Aspilicueta. Um... Because he could, he could, he could arguably fill in as a centre back as well. Can't he's he? solid. Conte's three at the back, um, and right back. But, as well, he could play there. Well, yeah, he signed as a right back, didn't he, at Chelsea, and played as a left back. Yeah, he's, uh, well, he's played everywhere. Never actually, yeah, I, don't, I think he hardly featured as a right back, did he? Ended up playing as a left back, and then moved into the three at the back system. They started playing. Or I think he's not, he's never been a nine out of ten, but I think a solid seven out of ten. He's always been a leader for Chelsea, and he's been Mister Consistent for them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he, he certainly was, has. I mean, go on, Johnny. I was going to say it was it was a tough tough decision for the now that left back. Like you say, there's not been a lot of standout left backs also in the past decade. No, no, I jumped straight to Aspilicueta, but and, I didn't and, actually. And that is why when when I was choosing my right back, I went with Arnold just because of the impact. And I was tempted with Robertson, but then I thought I didn't want to. I don't know. I don't know what stopped me to be honest. Yeah, I jumped straight to Aspilicueta. To be fair, I, I was I was the same. I jumped to Aspilicueta for either right back or left back. I thought he's got to be in there. 
because yeah. he's just been so consistent over the years. So I'm happy to have him in. Um, the only reason I went for Clichy was um, this, I just thought he was a very underrated player. He was probably edged it over Aspilicueta for me, but I'm happy to pick Asi. Um, so moving on to our two centre-halves. Um, Josh, can you start us off with um, your first one, please? Um, well, I've gone with Vincent Company, the spearhead of Manchester City, really, pretty much right from the beginning. Um, he'll just be remembered as their main man, their captain. I mean, that goal basically won them the title from how far out was it? 30 yards? <laughs> Flew into the top corner, was it? Yeah, it was Leicester? Leicester. I mean, that will go down in history. And he's been a leader as well, completely for how long has been? Decade, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he signed, signed in 2007 or something like that, yeah. They are, so they are very long time. So, for me, and he's been performing to a very high standard, he was the real leader, throughout, wasn't he? Yeah, throughout a long period of that. I mean, up until up until he left, I think Man City have actually missed him this I think year. They've missed, him. He's, they've missed him big time, and that's so, an understatement. <laughs> I think I think that's been their downfall, to be honest. Mm, this year. I agree. Johnny, have you gone with company? Yeah, he was one of my uh, choices, but my other one was uh, Van Dyke. Yeah, I I I cut I cut in there, Johnny, because I didn't actually put company. I know that's a controversial. All right. Because I I think Vincent Company has been a top player. He's, he's you can obviously see that leadership around City. I mean, two defining goals um, to win titles. I mean, the Leicester City one and the one against Man United when they won one nil on a Monday night. I think Josh, you may remember it a bit better than me. Um, but two defining goals really from Company. A bit of a legend of the Premier League era. But I couldn't justify having him in because I can't identify a single season where he's played the whole of the season. Or had a been an outstanding player in that season um, because I, I he was my third choice. I went for Van Dyke, so like you, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Who, I went for Van Dyke as well. So we've gone with all all three of us have agreed for the first time. I think that's two for company as well. Did you go with company anyway, Johnny? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. So, who's the one you've gone with then, Jack? I've gone with Josh Nemanja Vidic. Um, okay. He just, I think, he was a beast. Um, the 2010 season, 2010-11 season, um, he was injured for the most of the 11-12 season, but even 12-13, 13-14, he played consistently. Um, and even though he was sort of coming to the end of his career, he was just an absolute beast, I thought. And he reminds me of Virgil van Dijk, that he could have... Van Dijk won player of the season last year, which is rare to see a defender win player of the season. I think Vidic... Especially that 2010-11 season was unlucky. 2010-11, Put him. We probably overlooked him there, really, because he was immense in 2011. 2010-11. Yeah. I mean, you look at his stats now; they're unbelievable. I mean, stats aren't everything, as we say every week. No. But I think that's, I think that's what we say to you every week, Josh. Yeah, as you say to me every week. But when you when you watched him that year, he was amazing. I did think about Vidic, but, I, but I, I it was the leadership well. trait of company, though, that made that just tipped it to me. I think it was just more just everything he did for Man City on and off the field. 
Well, company was always going in for me. It was a toss-up between Van Dyke and Vinic All right. for me. I think Van Dyke yeah. had to be in it. For me, but I, I'll have a bit of bias from his Southampton days anyway. Yeah. Well, it was a toss-up between Van Dyke and Vidic for me. I, I put company in because of the longest, uh, how long he's been there. And he's been there throughout the decade and the titles he's won. I thought it was a no-brainer, personally, Vincent Company. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think much about it. The reason behind the Van Dyke is we were doing Premier League same in the decade, and he hasn't actually won a Premier League. Again, sounds. Again, I don't, I don't think that's everything. Uh, no. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later. They have included someone who hasn't. Yeah. Okay, right, moving on to our midfield. Um, so, Josh, are you moving? No. Oh, there's some sort of wind blowing. Is it you, Johnny? I don't think so. So it might, I don't know. I thought it might be Josh letting some wind out. Um, <laughs> moving on to our midfield. So, I'm assuming you've got the anchor role, the more holding midfielder. But if you don't, that's up to you. So, Johnny, uh, can you give me uh, the player that's going to sit back a bit? In the midfield, um, well, my my midfield is a is a Man City midfield, and uh, yeah, I'm, it's Yaya Toure for me. As my as my uh, as my first midfielder, just because that what that's also my first midfielder. I just think it, yeah, I think he was a s- solid player. And uh, just a bit underappreciated in his last uh, last days at City. Do you remember yeah, that birthday to... cake incident? No, yeah, but yeah, I think that was one of the reasons why he left. <laughs> they didn't get him a birthday cake. So, so they, so they say. Anyway, I mean, we don't know officially, but yeah, yeah. Shout out to N'Golo Kante, who he tore away, tore away just pit. You pit, but it was you... actually David Silva. Who... To in a minute, who picked him? So, did you go asked. with Torre over Kante? Yeah, yeah, I went with well, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I considered Torre, I considered Kante. I think Kante's last two seasons at Chelsea haven't been spectacular, so they ruled him out. I went for a Manchester City midfielder, but I went for Fernandinho, um, who again has just sat in defense. So simple if you ask City fans. Year on year, who you play the seasons, most of them go for Fernandinho just because he does the simple things that you don't really see. Um, I mean, there's not much to say about him, he just keeps the play ticking. He's a player I like, but I'm happy with Yaya Torre too. I mean, he was mad, he was in that three that I considered for the holding role. Um, do, do you think Fernandinho's a decent shout? Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't I mean, disagree I'm with you there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, sorry, it is then. Yeah, okay, moving on. Um, so the next one, I've gone for an old Manchester City midfield. Um, so I've gone for, with my two further forward, I've gone with David Silva, who's been a constant in the Premier League for the last decade. And this year's my player of the season, Kevin De Bruyne. Okay, mine's the same. My my other midfielders are the same. Uh, and mine is exactly the same as is well. Is it? Oh, brilliant. Have we gone for the same midfield, Josh? Yeah, we've gone with the same midfield. I think wow. this is the first time in a long time that I've ever agreed with Josh. <laughs> it is. Very interesting. Well, Kevin De Bruyne is my player of the season this year as well. I mean, I think he's just been immense. He runs that Man City midfield and has done for a while. Maestro. He just dictates the play. 
He's, he is the heart of that Manchester City team. He certainly is. Um, so, jo- Johnny, are you surprised by Manchester City having an all-midfield? So, are the three men for our midfield are being packed out by Manchester City players? Am I surprised? No. The, the role Man City players? I'd, yeah, no, I don't think... I- I don't think I am surprised, you know, because of that kind of style that Man City have been trying to develop for the past decade. Of, I mean, before they got Guardiola in, they were they were trying to uh, to mimic that Barcelona team, weren't they? I don't think it's surprising at all. I mean, yeah, I'm you look surprised. at which which team's been the most dominant throughout the decade. Manchester they've City. been the most dominant, so and they've gone for that. Of the decade, which is what we're at to this point. Yeah, they they vote they control every game they're in, don't they? Yeah, and you can't control it. They certainly control the midfield. The midfield. They certainly do. Are we uh, we're going to the front three now, then. Yeah, let's move on to the front three. Okay, right. So, um, my front three is a bit of an unconventional front three. Um, I've kind of gone with three strikers because I just I had to fit these three strikers in. So the first one, I'll start with another Man City player, uh, one that I'd expect is in the majority of our teams, Sergio Aguero. Yes. I'll put him out wide. So do we all agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, Pai's put him out wide as well. I would like to know whoever disagrees with that, to be honest. And have we all gone with Harry Kane? No. I've not. You've not no. gone with Harry Kane? So why have you gone with Harry Kane, Josh? I think he's just... I don't know how you haven't gone with Harry Kane. I think there's been... I think he's just been... I think... I mean, I've never been a massive Harry Kane fan, personally. Are you sure? I mean... (laughs) But... I mean, the way he... he, He's just been Tottenham's goal-scoring threat. For me, there'd be nothing without Harry Kane. Well, they haven't won anything. He scores goals. Right and centre. No, but in that case, if we're judging it on that, Van Dyke should also not be in this team, Johnny. Yeah, but you, you, let's take Van Dyke. Yeah, but no, what you said there. was you said that Spurs would be nothing without Harry Kane. They are nothing. They've not won anything. Well, they're nowhere near without Harry okay. Kane. Then they, they got to a Champions League yeah, final and and they didn't win it. And they, yeah, they didn't. Harry Kane to me reminds me of. So we should be in it. Right, we're on the Premier League (laughs) show, Johnny, not the Champions League show. (laughs) Right, Harry Kane. Harry Kane reminds me of um, Alan Shearer in the sense that he 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 never really. I know Shearer won the title with Blackburn, but he played for Newcastle's hometown team for many many years. They never won the Premier League, but you were consistent year on year. I think Kane is the same sort of player as Aguero, exactly the same, scores year on year, but Aguero's been doing it for longer and Aguero's been winning titles as well. Kane's just... He's in. I don't know how... I don't know how to justify it, to be honest. Who have you gone with as your main striker? Well, yeah. we'll go to Johnny because I think I'm going to change mine last minute. Okay, so other than Aguero... Right. Yeah, or winger. Or uh, I, I went with Luis Suarez. Right, go on. He, but he's not one. He was awesome, though. <laughs> he was awesome. 
But he's not winning. Yeah, but, but he was more awesome anything. than Harry Kane, that's why. But he's not won anything. Uh, you, can't uh, even go, you can't even go down your Champions League route. <laughs> yeah, come. He's won it, he won it. He won it at Barcelona. <laughs> not in the Premier League. I'm going to burst the your bubble, Josh. I've gone with Go Luis Suarez too. I think, I think the best individual season. So every season you have your player of the season, etc. So most of the time it goes to the player that scored the most goals, etc. But in 2013-14 season, when Liverpool came so close to winning the title and came second, um, Brendan Rodgers' side, Luis Suarez, 31 goals. And 12 assists, so 43 goal contributions in 33 appearances for Liverpool. That is awesome. In a sad, didn't even win the title, so wasn't playing with the best players. He was playing with a young Raheem Sterling and Daniel Sturridge. That is sensational. So, I, I, I mean, and even the year before, he scored 23 goals for Liverpool. And yes, his, his Premier League record is going to be tarnished because of his, his antics outside, or well, inside football where he's biting players, etc. But for me, Suarez has got to make the team. Yeah, I mean, I can't complain because they have got two teams when I did my draft. Was and Suarez was my other draft, yeah. So, so why, why did you change? I can't why did you put Harry Kane in instead? Why'd you put Harry? Mm. He, he, Kane, Kane was already oh. in it. It's this next player that was... Okay. That swapped. Right, Suarez. so we've agreed on Sergio Aguero and Luis Suarez. Okay, so that's one player left. I'm still deciding. I can't decide whether to go with... I'll tell you the two players that I'm... Originally, I was going to put Robin Van Persie in. Um, outstanding. I game. love Robin Van Persie. But not for me. Yeah, in... outstanding at Arsenal. Uh, I think single-handedly won Man won United me. the title that season. Um, yeah. But the player I'm debating him up against is another player that hasn't won anything with Tottenham, Gareth Bale. So no Eden Hazard. No Eden Hazard. No. Okay. Is that who you've gone with, Josh? I've gone I've with Eden Hazard, Hazard as well. Interesting. So explain. Really? He was Chelsea's star man, wasn't he, for a while? Just he was a standout performer. Um, Consistent. I mean, you can argue with his goal scored occasionally. He, he had a season where he went hiding, didn't he? Um, under was it? Who was it? He went hiding under. Was it what year? Mourinho. Was it? The season Leicester won the title. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. A lot of players under Mourinho. But other than yeah. that, Real Madrid chasing him every single year, weren't they? Until they finally got him. Yeah. I think that says a lot. And just he was he's just at the he was at the heart of a lot of Chelsea's goals. Yeah, he's just their star man. He was I like Eddie Hazard and I think again he's had some outstanding seasons, but it was I think he it was like he had two real good seasons, then a bad season. Two real good seasons, then a bad season. And I think we're seeing that bad season now at Real Madrid. Um I've always liked Hazard, but I just did I don't know. He, he he was he was a sublime talent, um, but I, I I just thought Bale in his four seasons that he had with Tottenham, um, the, how he earned his Real Madrid move mm. uh, deserved his place in the team. Um, I think if I Bale had, had as that. many years uh, as Hazard, if Bale had had seven eight years in the Prem, 
Um, I think he, I think Bale would have gone in, in ahead of Hazard in your teams, but obviously I see Eden Hazard. He's had seven years in the Prem, so yeah, I think that's a good choice from you both. Yeah, it was a tough one. I was because as, as we said, Suarez, as, as I said, obviously went in ahead of him in the other one. So I mean, there's no complaints really because at the end of the day. Apart from Valencia, then my second draft team, I think, got in. Then, right. Go on, recap team then. So, so De- team goes De Gea. with Manchester United's David De Gea. At right back, we have Manchester United's Antonio Valencia. At left back, we have Chelsea's Antonio Aspilicueta. We have a centre half partnership uh, between Man City and Liverpool, Virgil Van Dijk and Vincent Company. We have an all Manchester City midfield of Yaya Torre, Kevin De Bruyne, and David Silva. With a front three of Hazard, Eden Hazard and Luis Suarez out wide. With Man City's Sergio Aguero up top. So that is um, we have. Five Man City players. We have two Chelsea players, two Liverpool players, and two Man United players. So Arsenal and Tottenham, arguably unlucky to not have any players in that team. Yeah, not quite. I'm two out there. I do feel we've been a bit harsh on Kane there, to be honest. No. I'd trade Kane for Hazard, you know. No. Would you know? I'd trade Kane for Hazard, I, no. I think it's a, I, I like the show, Josh, because I'm a big fan of Kane. Uh, he knows where the goal is, but I'd push Suarez out to the left and trade Kane. I would not keep Hazard. Yeah, yeah for me, if we're choosing between Hazard or board? Kane, can I get you on board with this, Jack? Pardon? And put, can I get you on board with this and put Kane in instead? What between Hazard and Kane? Yeah. Nah, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. I, I, I'm going to stick with Hazard. I've, I, I, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. Yeah, Hazard. I, I'll stick with Hazard. I mean, Kane, nice player. Um, but even if I was choosing between Kane and Van Persie, I'd choose Van Persie. Um, so yeah, interesting one. I mean, looking at the team, put, no put, English put, players. Yeah. No English players in the Premier League decade. The oh English God, League yeah. decade. Shocking, that isn't it? If you'd have put Harry Kane in, there would have been. <laughs> <laughs> You can't really say that when you turn down Harry. I think the next decade will definitely be in it. Once he gets that move out. Yeah, that could be be our next show, predicting the team of the decade of the next uh, 10 years. And I reckon they'll have a Okay, right. Yeah, you've got Rashford. Sterling. Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson, Jack. Dean Henderson, yeah. Big fan of Dean Henderson. Um, (laughs) Right, moving on to our next questions. As promised, uh, we always try and answer the questions from the public. Um, So, we've had some questions sent in. So, um, first one is from Lewis Crawford, who features on the fantastic podcast for the fans, by the fans. His question is, who do you think is the most influential player to ever play in the Premier League? Josh, who have you gone for? Influential? Yeah, influential. So not the best, influential. Eric Cantona. Okay, reasons why? Um, the influence he had on Manchester United as a team. And they won the first league title, didn't they, with Cantona at the spearhead of that side. So they're my reasons, which is why he's such a huge club legend. 
Johnny? This has stumped me a little bit. Um, so many great players to choose from. Um, the one, the one player that's just going around my head right now is is, is is Ryan Giggs. I don't know why. I just really like him. Yeah, great player. I'll tell you who uh, going around my head. Thierry Henry. He was my second pick, Henry. Yeah. Just if it wasn't a United fan, I'd have gone with Henry. Really? Just the link up between Henry and Bergkamp. Oh, well, right. I mean, Bergkamp. Bergkamp. Great player. Yeah, great players. So, right, moving on to the next question. Uh, this is from Deck Clark. Um, who do you think is the best foreign player to ever play in the Premier League? Well, Ooh. there's two obvious answers for me. Cristiano Ronaldo and Thierry Henry. Obviously, Ronaldo is Ronaldo. I think I might go for Cristiano. Uh, he's a class above the rest, in my opinion. So, he's the top player and then Henry just below him. I'd say. What's your that, Jack? Um... Well, if we're talking foreigners, Welsh players, Ryan Giggs. Um, but it, um, I think I'll go for Henry again. Um, I like the fact of Ronaldo. But yeah, Henry, just, he was there for longer. He was endeared by the fans. Um, I just thought he was superb. He was able to operate centrally, but even more effectively off the left side, wasn't he? So I think he brought endless joy to Arsenal fans. And I think he's the... Not only the greatest foreign player to play in the Premier League, but the greatest player to play in the Premier League. Yeah. Very good player. Right, next question coming in from James Ashton. Best, uh, What is the best team to ever play in the Premier League? We've done this before. That Man United team. Around in... That Man United team for me, 99. Yeah. 99, but... Again, I'm going to put well, it to you. Man United only got 75 points that season. We're not going over this. What episode was our podcast, Jack, when we did that? It was only a couple of It was episode six. Just go and listen to episode six, James. <laughs> six. Episode yeah, episode just keep six. up with the podcast. A lot quicker. So you're, yeah. going for, you're both going for Man United 99? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, another... My honourable mention will be... Although in that episode, I think I'll say the Invincibles. Man United side that won the Champions League, which underachieved massively, that were so entertaining to watch. I think they were such a good side. Which, which team was that? The Man United side that won the Champions League against Chelsea. Uh, and that... And the... Uh, well, and then went on to lose the two Champions League finals to Barcelona. I don't know. I think if you don't go with that United team, that 99 team... I think it'd have to be Arsenal. Oh, I'm going. It'd with have to be with the Invincibles. Oh yeah, well, I'm going with them. I'm going with them. That was me honourable mention. Um, yeah, '99 team definitely. Imagine my shock that Josh Dawson mentions Man United teams. Wow, can't believe it. Um, <laughs> right, moving on to our next question comes in from James Nell. He asks: Should Premier League players be forced to take a pay cut during this time and give money to the NHS? Josh? You can't force, but yes, in my opinion, because there's a lot more important things going on than Premier League football. They're not actually doing anything. 
But I think there's a lot more complications to it than just contracts. Giving money to the NHS, like you say, Johnny, contracts. And we've had this discussion, haven't we? Yeah. Um, go on. Go on. I, I, on I don't know, because I think... I don't think you can force, because I think that takes away the whole point in it. And, like you say, contracts... As soon as they breach that contract, well, they've breached it. The players could leave on free. Yeah, well, I mean, we but don't. We don't know. No, I don't. I don't. That. I don't feel like um, we have. We have the right to answer that, really. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. Do- I suppose they could donate out of their they own. They could pocket, donate, but you can't. Force. You can't force. We we don't. I, I agree. Don't think that's something we particularly know enough about to answer. Hmm. If, I agree. I I think we should. And if I had that amount of money, I would certainly be donating. But unfortunately, I don't have that <laughs> amount of money. Not yet, Josh. I think, I think the, not... I think the majority of Premier League players, most if not all, will donate money. Um, a lot of players donate all the wages without p- telling people. I mean, I know some players have come out. Um, anonymously and said that they've not been paid for two years because they've been donating every single bit of their wage. Um, Major Major Jordan Henderson and Sadio Mane. Big job on this. Sadio Mane does loads of work for where he where he grew up. He's built schools and hospitals, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Jordan Henderson though, has done terrific work in the under these circumstances bringing together Premier League players to collect money and I think Danny Rose as well has done a fair bit of work as well if I'm correct they have yeah they've all they're all uh, done incredible jobs um, of, of sorting it right next question comes in from Ash Edwards he says you mentioned the United 99 at 99 treble winning squad um, but where would they finish in this season's Premier League Johnny where would they finish Ooh. Yeah, so would the would the come ahead of Liverpool? How are we supposed to know that? I think I was... it's a, a hypothetical situation. Yeah, I th- I was... that's a hypothetical situation that we can't answer. <laughs> it's a difficult one to answer, but um, we can have a go. Um, I th- how many they they lost? Did they lose? They lost five games that year, didn't they? Yeah, seventy-five points. 75 points. Oh, Liverpool, be... Liverpool would have won. Liverpool yeah. would have won. I think this Liverpool team would have won. For me, you can only beat what's put in front yeah. of you. If that Liverpool side were competing, oh, you know Liverpool what? were pushing yeah. it several years before. So, obviously... It's a different game well, now. The money, the money wasn't about it's a different game. then. The money was very different in terms of finances and everything. And if Liverpool are pushing you and building the team, you're then going to go out and improve your team. So that Man United team, I don't think, would have had the same players in it. it yeah, but if they did, but if they did, I think that's the question, players. if they did have the same players. Uh, well, I don't know. It's a different game, yeah. different type of football. It's changed so it's, much. It is. Because I'm not going to sit here and say Liverpool are going to play them off the park, am I? No, you know what? I I did just say a couple of seconds ago that Liverpool would have won it, but like you said, yeah, I, I don't know. have a clue. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a difficult question. I mean, the the um, difference between the top teams a... and bottom teams are a lot 
bigger now yeah. than they were back in 99. So. And even when United won the league in 2013, it was only on about 70, was it 79 points? Yeah, it was. Like yeah. I mean, again, it's like you say, that you beat what's put in front of you. So if that, I mean, maybe that's what's been an English team's problem in Europe throughout that time. You could argue that maybe they weren't pushed enough. I don't know. So their teams weren't as big or as strong, if you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, certainly. It's 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 a very difficult question to answer. Right, we're moving on to our last question. Um, this comes in from Will Tyra. It's a bit of a weird question, uh, really, but he says, which team that has been relegated could have lasted longest beyond their relegation season? So, I think it's saying which team had like the strongest side or the strongest squad when they got relegated. Um, I know this is a difficult question to do off the top of your head. So, um, which which one for you, Josh? Is coming to your to to you first. Um, for a member of our course, James Ashton. Um, I'm gonna go with Blackpool in. 2010 was it? Yeah, yeah. They were a good side to watch. Charlie Adam was unreal. Charlie though, Adam, yeah. I remember that free kick he scored against United. Mm. I mean, Charlie uh, Adam, and then was... he ended up getting relegated. Charlie Adam, Charlie Adam was in serious contention to make team of the season that year. He was similar to sort of Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish, mm. yeah, similar sort of player. Yeah, I mean, well, different types of play, but similar sort of situation. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Johnny, any coming off the top of your head? Um, Benitez's Newcastle. Good shout. What was that QPR team as well? There, there was a QPR team as well, wasn't there? there? What, year was, what year was that? You was see, that's it... what I'm struggling with years. 12-13, I think it was. It was when they had Harry Redknapp and they had the likes of Dribble Cissé. Uh, Champions Julio, League winners sorry. in Jose Boswinger, Julio Caesar. Um, they had a very strong team. They probably had a because QPR, if you remember, I'm not sure whether you remember, but they had um, Tony Fernandez pumping money into them, and they were trying to become like the next Man City. Um, but it was sort of the year that financial fair play came in as well, so they kind of got done then because they're still having to pay. They're still having to now in the championship eight years later, still having to cut wages a lot just because they are up against it because of how many rules they broke that year. Um, and they finished bottom, I think it was. Yeah, rock bottom, I think. Mm. So good picks by yeah, Josh Dawson and Latimer. Yeah, there's a lot of talent in that QPR side. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure not, Will Tyra can remember not, Newcastle 5, Tottenham 1 as well on the last day of the season. <laughs> I'm sure he can. <laughs> right, so some very good picks by Josh Dawson and Johnny Latimer. They have given us our uh, hospital podcast or radio uh, team of the decade, Premier League team of the decade. So they've gone with David De Gea in goal. Valencia and Aspilicueta as the full-backs. Van Dijk and company as the two centre-backs. They've gone with an all-Manchester City midfield of Yaya Torre, David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne. And then a front three of Eden Hazard, Luis Suarez and Sergio Aguero. So, 
Thank you very much for listening to Preston Sports Podcast. We were hoping to be bringing you more EFL and Premier League shows over the next few days. As uh, as you can imagine, all three of us have got not much to do, haven't we, fellas? No. Yeah, great deal today. Yeah, so we're all twiddling our thumbs at the moment. So I do apologise if, for example, uh, you've heard us talk over each other, but that is part of the problem of us all being sat at home in our beds. Uh, we've not been able to um, look at each other and, and know when to speak, so it makes it more difficult. But we hope you've enjoyed today's show, and please let us know whether you disagree with our Premier League team of the decade. Thank you very much for listening. This 